This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome guest. It's geek girl diva, Shayna O'Neill. Hey. Is that all right, Shayna yes. and O'Neill? I yes. didn't manage to mispronounce no. either of those names. No, you actually nailed it, which is so great. <laughs> Good. No Good. one ever, well, no, not no one, but. Do people yeah. say Shauna? They say all kinds of things. O'Neill? No, O'Neill they usually get, they just spell it wrong. Okay. <laughs> so they find a way. They, right. It's, it's O'Neill they spell wrong. Um, but Shana, I get, I get Shana, I get Shana, I, I get Shannon, <sighs> Shaler, I don't, <laughs> Shaniqua, you know, Shaniqua. <laughs> SH, go somewhere so, from there. That's one of the reasons that actually when I started and I started using Geek Girl Diva, it was because I had my, um, I had my Twitter handle, but also it was just, I, I didn't want to tell people my name because I knew everywhere I went, it was going to get murdered. So I was like, <laughs> Fair no, enough. they don't need it. Yeah, yeah. So, so we were uh, we had known each other on social media, I believe, and then uh, we got to actually meet in person when we both did the Star Wars Schmodown yes. trivia competition, yes. and that was a uh, great fun. Yes, although I had a poor showing, but I'm planning on a comeback. You're planning on a comeback? Are you studying up for the I, Star Wars trivia? You know what I've kind of discovered is is uh, it's twofold, which is one. Yes, I have to study, but more so just I have to keep more up to date on watching the movies because it had been a while. Okay, And I still maintain a lot of knowledge. But the other one is, is that you have to trust your gut. Because there were a couple times, like, I knew the answer. And then, like, I'd be like, "Mm -hmm, yay. You know, or like, I would Right, like, it can't be that easy. So it's, it's that. But also the other thing I think is it really is sometimes this luck of the draw. Yeah. Because I was also sitting there. Other people are getting questions and my brain's... I know that. I know that. Right. I know that. Yeah. I'm like, why is it that I know these? <laughs> like, I kept a tally, and I'm like, I knew a lot more of their questions. <laughs> it so, is maddening. It is the way of the trivia. But it's I think. cool, and I think it's. I think it's a lot. I seriously, I. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was a ton of fun just to be hanging out with everybody and yeah. uh, having that sort of depth of absurdity in terms of knowledge about Star Wars. And it's and great reveling. because you're sitting there and you're like, I know this. I know this, and then you're like, really. <laughs> what you're but excited what about? real world things do I not know? Because I know that. Uh, so tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do. You've got a really strong social media presence, which I really enjoy oh, at good. Geek Girl Diva. Uh, so that's I think people should go follow you. We'll talk about that again. But what else do you do? Uh, let's see. I'm a writer. Um, I currently <laughs> sort of. Um, you said it with a sort of wistful <laughs> hope. I'm, Staring at the distance is all writers should. Here's the thing. I I personally, it's hard for me sometimes to say I'm a writer because I think of writers as people who write stories and books and, you know, they, they, they have ideas and stories just coming out of their heads. And I think of that and then I think of me and I just have opinions. Yeah. Or I write about little things. I write about things. And so what I realize, though, is I am a writer, but I'm just... You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm an entertainment writer. Okay, great. I, I can do that. Well, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's the baggage of in any industry where people will try to say, I am a such and such with a capital letter. I'm a capital writer. I'm an still, impo- like, I look at You put like, words in order and they yes, affect people. This is true. And I, it's like, but I look at someone like Chuck Wendig, you know, and I'm like, yeah. the man is in books and ideas and things. And my brain, I'm like, I couldn't even begin to do that. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. Stephen yeah. King, who sits down and writes every day. And, and There's like, just different kinds of writers. Those people are fountains. And there are other people yeah. who are like, I pick every word and, and slowly and carefully over weeks. Yeah, see, I and don't neither do that. is better or worse. And They're I don't just do different. either one of those. I, I write, I write reaction. Yes. A lot of the time. So you have done a lot of coverage of Star Wars Rebels in particular, yes. I think, in a way that has been uh, a claim to fame <laughs> for you because your your passion and your knowledge and your enthusiasm has, I think, really directed a lot of people towards looking for the best of Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. I write for StarWars.com. I write for Sci-Fi Wire. Um, I've written in the past for um, uh, Pajiba and... I do. I've done stuff. I did a piece for Playboy, which oh, really? was so exciting. Okay, what was the piece you did for Playboy? I wrote a piece for Playboy about 
because of course the other thing everybody knows me for is being very outspoken um, uh, about the difference in how <laughs> Sansa's uh, rape scene in yes. Game of Thrones, how it differed from uh, Jamie's uh, rape scene, abuse scene in Outlander. Okay. And where the difference was and how they were handled. And I just thought, but of course I was more like, this isn't Playboy. Like, I yeah. rem- I just, to me, that was so cool. Because to me, that was like, yeah. you know. I mean, I know people who really do read it for the articles. Yes. So that was cool. <laughs> it's um, one of those jokes that has truth it to it. Does. Yes. Um, and so I'm here and there. I've just, I've done a, a piece or two for some other publications. And basically, just, I like to talk about stuff and so wherever they let me talk about things i'm happy to go talk <laughs> good well i think people should go find you and i think they will uh people who are being introduced to you by this podcast uh will be happy to find you if you're also the person uh listeners who are in the general same political spectrum that you know that i am i, I, w- I want to say real quickly that you are articulate in, it's easy for many of us to just get mad and angry you are always articulate about your anger which i think is important right now I think part of what you'll get if you follow me is anything from Star Wars random trivia to OMG, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen, (laughs) to um, me going on about uh, my very liberal politics, Um, which... And I also really don't, I like getting into conversations with people, and I like to interact with people. I'm very much a proponent of talking to people in a way that actually communicates with yeah. people. So, like, when someone wants to just argue, I'm like, I don't want to argue with you. So I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. But if you have something you want me to look at, and you address me, like, in a way, I'll, okay. <laughs> like a human. Yeah. You know, I know people online who are very conservative, who I, who I communicate with great, because we both respect each other well enough. Yeah. That it's about, it's about actual discourse, as opposed to arguing or yelling at each other. Right. So, right. but yes, if if you're a, <laughs> if you're highly conservative, I'm probably not your cup of tea. <laughs> but see how what a nice way you said that. <laughs> that makes it more powerful. Well, let's talk about something uh, more fun. Yes. Than uh, debating people about politics, and that is your obsession, which is Funko Pops. Yes. So I want to start with just you describing, because I want to hear how it comes out of your mouth. If somebody came to you and was like, "What?" is a Funko Pop. I just saw those words. I have no idea what you're talking about. How would you describe uh, what they are? Funko Pop is an animated vinyl figure. They're stylized. They're very cute. <laughs> I love that about them. Um, it's basically uh, uh, pop culture is a vinyl figure. Yeah. And um, I think the best part about Funko Pops is if you either when you see them, you get them. If someone said to you, well, what is that? I'm like, well, just go look at one. <laughs> That's generally my take. If you don't know what something is, I mean, this is not like I'm telling you to go look up something that, you know, you'll have is NSFW. You know, you can actually go, so fuck a pop. Go look it up. <laughs> um, but then again, I will tell people, go look it up. And then I'll say, I'm sorry, because they're really collectible. They're addictive. It's, yes. Ugh. Now, you have brought two. You brought yes. Hera from Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Still in her package. That's great. And this is just nice, straightforward uh, Hera. Man, that's a good one. And now, who is this? This is from, this is Jupiter from Jupiter Ascending. Oh, wow. And okay, the yeah. the reason I brought her is because a lot of people, I think when they see Funko Pops, they think they're just like little cheapy toys. Yeah. Which... I mean, they're they're very easily well, and they're they're very well priced. They're like eleven dollars. It's not like a big deal. The problem is, is that when you buy ten of them, <laughs> as I've been wont to do, that's how math works. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. But what I wanted to show you is just look at the detail on this. Yeah, look at the detail on on her dress. Yeah, oh, and the so, headset in the back of her head. Look at the oh look at the yeah hair. yeah. I don't always take them out of the package, so this is a treat for me to see well, the I back of a two. head. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I bought two. Because because I thought she was so oh, pretty. Yeah, yeah. She should be on a revolving dais at all times. I agree. So you can see. Yeah, so it's it's Jupiter from Jupiter ascending when she's in her whole queenly dress, the the red uh, the red and white dress. And, and that speaks to some of the power that she's, just that she's from Jupiter ascending, right? A yes. movie that, ha- that lots of people have lots of different opinions about, but True. that's part of the power of Funko Pop is the, I can't believe they made a Funko Pop of that, as well as Star Wars and Game well, and of Thrones see, and all the really popular stuff. I think stuff. what's nice is, what's really interesting is, is that... Just because something, I think the smart thing that Funko Pop has done is that just because something 
is maybe not may not be as popular overall there's still a there's still uh an audience yeah for all kinds of things i mean I have Funko Pops from Orphan Black. I have Funko Pops. You know, you can get Scooby-Doo, you know, yeah. all the Hanna-Barbera and there's Marvel. Sports and ones there's now. sports yeah, ones now. There's sports music ones. And yeah. Yeah. So whatever your personal pop culture thing is, you can find stuff for it. And so it's just a matter of, okay, well, they'll make it. They may just not reissue it or they'll make a certain amount. Yeah. They know kind of... I mean, how fun is that? Like, I really like the movie. So it's nice that I can go and get something. Yeah. That's very kind of like, I can look at us and I can be like, oh, I remember, you know, or just, I just think it's really pretty and I like her. The Hera, um, I had, I have all of the Star Wars Rebels. Oh, of Funko course. Pops, yes. And I love them. And I just, I just, like, I have them and I look at them and then I'm like, oh my God, this is a kid. And then I start making that noise. <laughs> All right. So that's a good reason to own them because they look at you and they, or you look at them. Maybe they, they look at you <laughs> and they, uh, they bring you joy. I want to go back to the, the beginning of your Funko Pop adventure. Yes. When was the first time you encountered them? <laughs> Did you love them immediately or were you like, hmm, I'm not sure about this new collective? I was working at Entertainment Earth. Okay. Um, big toy company, right? Yes. Um, and I, I worked there years ago. Um, what did you do? Were you I was like, in customer service. Okay. So when people ordered something that was bent, they would, email they, you. I talked to them because their Wookiee was bent. Yes. Yes. Um, actually fun fact. I have a Count Dooku FX lightsaber <laughs> because of Entertainment Earth. Oh, nice. Um, they were saying it didn't work. And I was like, so the person who returned it, it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm like, well. Maybe I can make it work. So I'm like, took it home, and I said to my husband, can you make this work? Yeah. And he goes, and he looks at it, and he pulls it apart, and he's like, comes in, lights it up. What was, what? He's like, the batteries were in backwards. <laughs> Truly, he knows the mysteries of the dark And side. I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that somebody returned this because they put the batteries in wrong and that's why we have... Okay. Yeah. Like, that was my, one of my favorite things. <laughs> okay, um, so you're working at Entertainment Earth. I'm working there, and then I started working in wholesale. And I, I remember the first time... Like, this was way back. Like, this was when Funko was still really new. Like, um, they were doing a lot of different things, but when the Funko... When I, first time I saw Funko Pop, and I was like, what is this? Like... Yeah. And it was that, it was that, that's adorable. What is that? Why is this cute? Like, I mean, it's hard to explain, but I remember thinking, like, that's really cute. But you really did have the thought what? of why. Why is it cute? Why because is this cute? I, for people who, you know, can't Google for some reason uh, and look at these or don't know about them, their heads are all very similar big. because they have the big head, but then they also yes. have those giant expressive eyes. Yes. A weird little nose, as a, as is appropriate to whether a character has a nose or not. Yes. And then usually no mouth there's, unless there's, there's a, a, a specific reason reason to have them exactly out. and it's really funny too like if you look at the canaan the canaan funko pop in the back here the great part is he has no mouth but he has his goatee <laughs> he has no mouth and yet he must goatee <laughs> he has a goatee <laughs> so yeah it's a it's stylized and i think maybe for me one of the reasons i really dug it was because um by the same token i'd seen a lot of the vinyl toys the more designer vinyl yeah um you know dunnies and and that kind of thing and so what happened was was this was something that was that kind of stylized and it was vinyl and it was cute but the price point was something that was there was enough you could actually get one and it wasn't like a ton of money yeah and so i remember just kind of thinking well those are cute and then when i saw one in person because when you first when we first got them all we had was like the animation we didn't have pictures of them oh okay not the actual product we had like artist like oh, the artist, artist rendering. rendering okay which you'll see a lot with the new ones they'll send over they'll send the like the the, the artist prototype or okay. whatever but it's a 2d image so to see them in 3d is when like the first time i saw one in 3d and i went Oh, I get it. Do you remember what the first one you saw I, was? I, off the top of my head, I don't. Do you remember? Did you buy them immediately with an Entertainment Earth discount? Probably. 
<laughs> Here's the thing. I have a, It's funny. I can remember Star Wars trivia, but things that happened to me five years ago, I don't remember. <laughs> Lost so, to the mists of time. I guess. Um, but I think also here's the other thing that I love about them. They're about, basically, I mean, they fit in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Which... You can take them anywhere. You can stick them on your desk at work. You can, like, put them on the dashboard of your car. Yeah. Like, they go where you want to go. You can treat them as preciously or informally as you prefer. Right. And a lot of people don't take them out of the box. Which I think is powerful about them because I'm a general box not taker out of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're better if you can see them on on the backside, but there's you can still totally see them. The way the box is done, you can see and them. And they're so stackable yes. that they're, they, they're just trying to tempt you to build a wall, build a fortress out of them, right? Yeah, I sort of had to, um, here's here's the thing. Oh no, I see some shame. <laughs> I'm on pop probation. You're, now, how did you get on pop probation? Is this a, did you put yourself on pop probation? Who in your life put you my on? My husband put me on pop probation. How many? Okay, this is my. This is going to be my next question. How many do you have right now? Uh, probably about fifty. Fifty. Okay, that sounds like a lot, but given how many different things you like and how right. many there are, that's not that right. many. But here's the problem. The reason, I mean, it's not that he put me, I won't say he put me on pop probation. I made him put me on pop probation. Okay, <laughs> you, just, you made a decision as a honest, couple. Let's be honest here. My husband, God bless him, doesn't tell me what to do. So we'll just, <laughs> let me clarify that. Um, He's helping you with a goal you exactly. set. Exactly. And so I think it was, seriously, I think there was, it was when I spent $100 on Funko Pops. All at once? Mm-hmm. What, was that a Rebels explosion? Uh, no, this was prior to Rebels explosion. <laughs> I just went crazy. Um, and I, I came home. Well, part of it was I went to, uh, uh, Celebration. Okay. Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. <laughs> and you came <laughs> and home. And I came home with $240 for the Funko. Two. So how? <laughs> because I had a plush. how? Oh, how? Yeah. Oh, I went there and I got in the line and I got a great big bag and then I shipped it all home through FedEx. <laughs> So you FedExed an army of cute Star Wars I characters FedExed to your home. home. I FedExed home Funko Pops, Funko Plush, <laughs> Dorbs, which also is one of the greatest names for a product I've ever... Yeah. I mean, Dorbs. Dorbs. Yeah, with a Z, right? Yes. D-O-R-B-Z. And I think the Dorbs are great because they're a totally different little thing. Like, they had a Game of Thrones set of, of uh, Brienne and Tormund. Yeah. And it was a little two-pack. <laughs> and I was just like, huh? You know, I yeah. had to have it. Yeah, yeah. But it was like I came home and this huge box showed up and I kind of was in the middle of pulling it all apart. And I'm like, this is a bit much. <laughs> yes, you could see where it was going. Now, do you physically have room in your home that if you won the lottery, you could dedicate a room to being wall-to-wall Funko Pops? No. Is it about space? I'd have to buy a new house. Okay, so it, part of it is about space, right? Yes. Or is it about... I is it something where you don't want to own too many no. collectibles as an adult? No, it's space. It's just it's space. It's just space. Okay, so if you owned a mansion, half of it would be Funko. Pops. If I could afford it, and if I could display them, yeah, I would own a lot more. <laughs> okay. Um, when I say I'm on pop probation, it has a lot to do with the fact that I am a very ooh shiny kind of shopper. Okay. Is it so? It's in the moment, right? Is it kind of retail therapy, where just the sort of the joy of bringing this new thing into your home that's going to give you daily joy as you walk past it? No, is a no. relief. Um, it really, I really have. I, I'm a Libra. And if you know, if you have any any kind of like you know, astrological stuff, I'm an air sign, and everything is very shiny. Okay, and I am very distractible. I'm sort of like Doug from okay. Up. <laughs> okay, so I'll be walking down, da, 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 and I'll see something cute. I'm like, <gasps> like, I have to FedEx that home. Must have it. Okay. You know, so it's a lot of that. But also, it's that when I get them and I have them at home and then I can look at them and then I get, then they make me smile. Yeah. So it's a, it's a combination. Um, the, the problem is, is that my impulse control isn't the best. So okay. it's more about... Do I need it versus do I want it? I always want it. Okay. But do I need it? No. Okay. So what makes you need a Funko Pop? Which Funko Pop would you have to see to say, I know I'm trying to hold back, but I 
I can get this one because it crosses a level into need. Oh, well, all of the Star Wars Rebels ones are a good example. Okay. Um, because I was like, I need to own these. These yeah. are my babies. Because <laughs> it is a representation of, of your my love. thing that I love. Okay, that makes a lot so of sense. So I get to have them. They're, they, I get to have them. I get to look at them. I get to... Every time I look at my hair of Funko Pop, I'm like, I love hair. <laughs> it's just... Yes, it, it connects it, you to the character and what the me. character means. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's the cuteness factor so that you always have um, a really positive reaction to it. Yeah. You know, because they're cute. So you're like, eh. but the part, yeah, it really is just about space. I mean, like I have bookshelves that are full of Funko Pops. The problem is then there's no books in my bookshelves or there's no something else in my bookshelves. Yeah. And they and so I've had to literally like what I ended up doing was I had to start packing them up. Because I'm like, well, I don't have room. So now there's a bunch of them in boxes. <laughs> Does that just break your heart? Yes. But then the boxes stack up. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have this process where I then put those boxes into other boxes and I put those boxes into storage. So if they just made a giant Funko box that yeah. was like, yeah. Right. Could, like if I could get like a Funko box in the shape of a Funko That would be beautiful. Character. Now, is there in your mind, is there anything that you would consider a bad Funko pop? Like obviously there are things that you don't like or, or don't care about, uh, you know, so you don't want to be creative with that. But just sort of... Design-wise, is there any th- such thing as a Funko Pop that's too big or a Funko Pop that is poorly designed where the cuteness does not work? I could honestly say I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's to me, the thing about Funko is Funko is incredibly smart. And I think sometimes there can be a backlash against the company because the company created something very cool and cute and pop culture related and instantly buyable i mean there's a lot of things there and yes it's marketing and their marketing is really good and so i think that part of it is you know you almost want to be like i know i'm being manipulated into loving these things (laughs) and yet i don't care yeah um so they're i think that they're brilliant um i think that the other thing is they have their formula down they know what works Yes, there's no stopping them. There's no stopping them. They know what works. Um, they've they have now bought up one of the one of my other obsessions, which is what Loungefly. Okay, they bought up Loungefly, and so now there's just going to be more Loungefly bags, which again is <laughs> yes. I have so many purses, and I don't use them all that often. So it's that, and so I think that more so, it really is just a matter of whether it's something that I do or don't want i think that the smart thing they've done is they've make they made product that fits whether it's the whether it's the minis which are the really little like yeah. you know the whether it's the On, minis, like, keychain ones yeah, yeah. the the keychain ones um they've got pencil toppers like they've taken what this this style of the the pop figures and they've miniaturized them They've done a lot of stuff, and or they have like the bigger ones. I think they all basically speak to. They're smart enough to find ways to make something different. Yeah, and yet keep what works for them the same. Yeah, I think that is really the power of them is that that design is so basic. Ultimately, that the challenge of finding expression that makes them unique is really really impressive. And to see like, oh, if you have a favorite character. How are they going to make, like, the 12th Doctor really pop as a pop? Right. And things like that. Like, Hera, But they figure it out. And that's the thing is they're really good. Their artists are great. Their sculptors are really good. Yeah. And so they do find ways. And so it's not even about the expression. If they, I mean, if you're looking, talking about the 12th Doctor, so then you have to make, you make sure the suit. You make sure to highlight the hair. Yeah, you, you do stuff sure with the eyes, those big eyes. The, the How eyes, grumpy are they? You right. Know? <laughs> um, they, the... It's just really a, a matter of the cool thing about Funko Pops. What I think is neat also is there's a customization ability. Yeah, yeah. Like there, I don't know if you saw this. Jonna Marie, um, Blue Jay guys on on Mm-mm. Twitter. She made a Dave Filoni pop. Oh wow! It's adorable, <laughs> and I want one. You don't need one, but you want. Oh one. no, that one I may need. You need. You but need. she made it. Now I have to basically part of it is though she made it. Now I have to figure out how to get her to make one for me. Have you tried asking? I did, but you know she's got a life okay so asking with money would be next right well no i've asked with money oh really and she's like no, no it's, it's not uh, that. unique dave filoni no 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 
But she's a real person with a real life doing yeah. real things. And so it's one of those where she made it. Yeah. And she wa- she made it to give to, to him. him. Okay. So it's a, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. It's a one and I mean, at some point, if I was like, please, but, you know, like, I understand. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, you were talking about their marketing success, and mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about this. I feel like, I now I really like the Funko Pops. Yep. I wasn't sure about them at first, but I came around. Uh, the second you walked into my apartment, you were like, look, Funko Pops. You saw them right away. Uh, but they do feel a little like an invasive species yes. of the toy market because they are killing other things on the shelves. I had this experience in particular. Mm-hmm. Dragon Con. I go to Dragon Con every year, and that's uh, when Force Friday has happened. Yes. And... This year, uh, when I was there for The Last Jedi Force Friday, Funko Pops had killed the presence of all other figures. That So on the weekend, mean... that new Last Jedi figures uh-huh. were out. All Every toy stand had Funko Pops. At, at Dragon Con? At Dragon Con. There's That's a... just a really specific example where I was like, whoa. Because like stores are going to choose to stock what they stock. But like in a space where normally, like I was at Dragon Con... 60,000 geeks. Yep. The weekend that new Star Wars action figures drop where toy retailers could go buy them at Toys R Us and they could mark them up by percentages and percentages. Mm-hmm. A $8 figure they could have sold to me for 40 bucks, and they didn't because they're doing better business with all of these Funko Pops. I think that that speaks to two things and I, and I think partially it's that, I mean, those retailers... Especially if you're talking about like the not like the Toys R Us booth or the Entertainment Earth booth or the Hasbro booth, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but the more kind of independent independent retailers, retailers yeah. there, they part of what they do go around the floor and they buy the exclusives, and then they bring them back to their booth and they sell them. Yeah, but these aren't exclusives. There just was walls right. and walls of pop everywhere. Yes, um, I think the other problem is is that again. With Funko Pops, because of the collectability, but also because of the price point. They're cute, they're grabbable, they're eye-catching. Yeah. Seeing a, a an action figure, good example, I mean, I love Hasbro, I do, but like, there was a time there with some of the Black Series, like, I mean, they were just, the sculpts were bad. Oh, yeah. And I think part of it is, is that one of the reasons I think that, that Funko does well is because there's a consistency to their product. Yeah. And so part of with like action figures is depending on the time, effort, quality, you don't feel as much, you know, it's not as eye-catching. Yeah. So if you're a collector and if you want those toys, if you're going to spend $40 on a figure, yeah, you'll spend it in their stall or online. You'll spend it on eBay. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. they want that money because they've got to pay for the booth. Yeah, no, I mean, I think maybe my example is distracting. No, no, I think what I'm getting to is... Is that if it's taking over if a it certain li- If it li- if So many ifs. If Toys R Us survived, sadly. It's yeah, not going to. No. But if Toys R Us literally stopped carrying Black Series or even the traditional three and three quarter yeah. because they were making better money on, on Funko Pop, how would you feel about that? If it was literally killing other collectibles? Oh, I'm... A- I wouldn't say this about I say I would say this about any product. So let me okay. clarify. It has nothing to do with um, the Funko Pops. There's two things that I would think of, and this may come from the fact that I worked in wholesale. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is speculation on my part. Yeah, but I am. I would bet that the margins are better on Funko Pops. Yeah, than they are on action figures right part and there's a reason for that that's very specific i think which is especially like the hasbro toys a lot of the action figures that you see you're used these are you're used to those being a certain price right but you also know they're a certain price because they're at walmart yeah walmart discounts everything that means that the retailers out there who aren't walmart still have to sell them for around that price point otherwise they won't sell them right so I think part of it is is that if if you know that you can make a better a better margin, what's better to sell? Yeah, but what I'm asking is how would you feel and as I a collector? Would you be like, okay, that's the market has spoken because everything you're describing about how the market works, Funko Pop is killing it on cuteness. They're killing it on the business mm-hmm. end. Would you just be like, well, we live in a capitalist society and Funko Pop has killed you, know you all? What? So I think be it. it has a lot more to do with the fact that I think that. 
I'm a realist in that okay. regard. I feel like that the business model is the thing is, is that, and, and maybe this is, this will probably get me in trouble with some people. Um, I'm harsh because I feel like the market, it's not manipulation of the market. Right. If that makes sense. Funko is only, uh, Funko is only putting out a product. And what they're doing is they're giving, they're, they're creating something that is consistent. And, and if (laughs) I have a consistent product that will make me money when I sell it, yeah, that will sell. Yeah. Yes. No, they're not. As opposed to, I have a product that I don't always know is going to be great. I don't know what's going to be in the pack and, oh, they may not be so great. And, oh yeah, I make a fraction of what I make over here. Yeah. So you just feel like, uh, I feel like the, they're the, doing a better job, so 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 be it with right. what happens. And I think the fans, and God bless us, but we do have a tendency, and I've seen this time and again, we want what we want. Yeah. And we think that the companies should cater to us. Well, the problem is, is that maybe they should, but only up to a point. Right. Because I've seen people turn around and say, well, why don't they make this cheaper because fans want it. And I'm like, <laughs> they're in the business of making money. Right. No one's here to give you anything just because you're a fan. You're a fan. Great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Part of it is, I think that one of the things that Hasbro did, which I think is interesting, is they've backed off of the three and three quarter figures. You know, they don't make as many three and three quarter figures. Yeah. They're doing more black series because they can they can do more. They're selling to a different a different market. They're coming into a different collector's market. It's been a really interesting shift if you see what their dynamic is. They've changed the types of problem. I'm looking over here and I'm seeing like your 40th anniversary, you know, Obi-Wan. Yes, and my table full of and three and three quarter. Three so I want three more three and three quarter. But the three and three quarter, depending on how they look, you know, but then they're also doing like diet. They're always it's trying everywhere. new things. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is they're always trying new things to see what they can hit with. Yeah. So, again, it goes back to consistency. I mean, like, you know, Barbie, good example. Yeah. Barbie sells because Barbie sells. Yeah. We don't mess with Barbie too much. And <laughs> Once every Barbie 10 makes years money. or so, yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing, Barbie's been smart in that they make new types of Barbie and they, they, they pull in different demographics with yeah. it. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be irritated because I, my, my only thought would be, all right, well, if the toy manufacturers aren't doing this... It's not like when you say invasive invasive species. I think it's funny. It's they're kind of like tribbles. Yeah, they're cute, and they're and they're everywhere. And now. They're everywhere, and they take up a lot of space. Yeah, <laughs> but also you're the one that fed the tribbles. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You think they're cute, and you pet them, and you love them, and look. I am conscious of the choice that I'm making every time I buy a Funko Pop that I am contributing to. Yeah. I If I go to a store and there are only Funko Pops, I will say to myself, well, I contributed to this. I made this happen. But also, I think it's, I mean, there's so many different things. I think that really, I mean, Toys R Us going out of business, I think has a lot to do with the fact that unfortunately there's Amazon. Yeah. But also by the same token, then you have to, because it's somebody, it's a company that, you know, they're buying and then they're selling. Again, markup. You know, they could have closed all their stores. They could have gone strictly online, just done warehouse space and sold the stuff. But they want to maintain a presence. Yeah. I think that the world, we've we've gone a long way here with art. I know this is like, I'm being too esoteric. So <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. But, you know, like, no, you, you clearly are a wealth of knowledge about the we, actual business side, having worked at Entertainment Earth and all that. We, I think that part of it is, is that we as people... We want, nowadays, everything is so convenient. We know we can push a button and we'll have stuff at our house in two days. Yeah. And while part of you is like, oh, Amazon's killing this, I think also it's where it's really noticeable is in the the bigger stores. I think mom and pops still do well because they're mom and pops. Because you're getting, yeah. you go in and you meet the people and you like the people and so you support your smaller businesses. I think that the companies now that used to make all their money by selling stuff in stores. <laughs> well, there's a new business model. So you either have to adjust or you're going to get eaten. Yeah. 
Or you're going to do something to go and, like, maybe try to even the score. I don't even know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and, and I agree with that. It is a but difficult, yes, weird adorable. time where we have to be aware of our choices. But I have a specific question about Funko Pops that I want to want to ask you. If you got to be turned into a Funko Pop. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll move on to our next set of questions. So if you were going to be uh, a Funko Pop, would you want to have just, like, the epitome of how you see yourself or would you want to have like uh, a specific of your looks anytime if i've ever asked anyone to to draw me yeah my one my, my one request is make me look cool <laughs> that's all it is <laughs> so all you care about is, is looking make me cool. Look cool all right so pitch me your funko pop if uh, if somebody came to you and was like i'm designing the funko pop of you what does it look like i'd be like the hair you gotta do the hair okay and, I, and please like when it's actually really all dyed up and done not now okay um but i that's the thing if you look at if you look at the icon i use on my banner for geek girl diva the hair is like that's how people recognize okay me now. And is it all, I mean, I know you do a lot of I dyeing, but is there a specific? I do purple, and I do like five different colors. Okay. And it's how it all kind of streaks. And so <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like Sabine hair. Like I'm like, so like Sabine's Funko Pop, like you have to have the hair color. Okay. <laughs> um, And so I think that's a lot of it is just, you you find, I think maybe what's cool about Funko Pops is I'll be like, yeah, just make me look cute. I'll be cute. Yeah. Well, and that seems to, to also go along with the idea of for somebody to fully appreciate your Funko Pop, uh, they'd have to take it out of the package to truly appreciate your hair. <laughs> I, I hope I hope people, if I was a Funko Pop, I hope people would take me out of the package. <laughs> I don't do well in boundaries. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these oh. are questions that I ask everybody across all the podcasts. There are no right or wrong answers. There's no level of obsession that's needed for the podcast or correct for the podcast. Okay. Do you think about Funko Pops every day? Not every day, but a lot. Okay. So are they in your home in a place where you can always see them? Yes. Yes. Okay, so... I mean, if I see them, it's, but when you ask me, do I think about them? I mean, if I look at them and I go, and I smile, yeah. then if that's thinking about them, then yes, I do think about them every day. Okay, but when you were thinking about thinking about them, when do you think about them actively? Do you ever, like, just sit and go, like, I wonder if this one's coming out, or no. I hope for this one, or... No. I'm... Mine is... Uh, I'm just... If I see new stuff, Funko generally releases something new every day. Oh wow! Oh, I did yeah. not realize it was that often. Oh yeah. Okay. Whether it's whether it's a pop in some facet, yeah. normally they they announce new stuff there, and that's part of it is they've amped up what they do. So I get emails pretty much every day. I'll open them, and then it's whether or not I kind of go, ooh, or I'm just like, oh, okay, that's cool, and you know. And the problem is a lot of the time they make me go, ooh. <laughs> so you're in your current period of uh, less Funko popping, so you maybe don't want to think about them every yeah, day. Yeah, like I saw the one, I saw the, the they just released a, a kind of like moment of uh, Finn and Phasma in the yeah. fight, and I'm like, a two-pack fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. Want? <laughs> and I like close the email. Okay. But of fair course enough. I tweeted about it. Yes. You so in a way you got to have a, a moment of interacting yes, with I it by to, speaking about it. I get to it. go oh cute a lot. I say oh cute a lot. So yes. <laughs> okay. Would you end a friendship with someone who just hated Funko Pops? No. Okay. Why uh, why not? Because they could hate whatever they want to hate. Now if they come in and because I, look, here's the difference. You can hate something that I love, and I'm not gonna, and I'm, and that's fine. If you're the kind of person that then comes into my home and then decides to rag on them, yeah. Well, then that's not really a problem about my Funko Pops. Yeah, that's a problem about how you are as a friend. Okay. Would you? How about this way? Would you, if there was a candidate, since you're a very political person, if there's a candidate <laughs> that you 100 percent support you're totally in line with them you think they're charming yeah and then in a random interview somebody's like here i got this funko pop and they're just like i don't like funko pops That's would okay. you still vote for that person yes i would okay so your funko pop interest is just about yourself and you don't need to share it I, with anyone i don't need other people to validate my love for funko pops let me put it that way yeah but if they challenged you on your love if uh, they said that it was stupid that i love them then i'd be like well Dude, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, your your partner is it a husband, right? Your my husband. Okay, yeah. so your your husband uh, is kindly helping you with your <laughs> Funko Pop needs and wants and yes. figuring out the difference. How does your husband feel? Is does he also have to restrain himself no. because he is a fan of Funko Pop? He Pops? thinks they're really cute. Okay, 
And he, but he also just has a much more, he just has a much better, uh, he has much better impulse control than I do. Okay. So he can look at something and go, oh, that's cute. And that's about the furthest (laughs) his interaction goes with it. Have you ever actually actively asked him if he gets that same burst of a little micro joy as he walks past your, your Funko Pops? No. Okay. No. You, you don't ask him or you know that he doesn't get that joy? I, I've never asked him, but I know he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you just don't see the light in his eyes no, as he walks past the Funko Pops? No, but he's into different things. Okay. Like if I mean, if I, look, if it was a difference, <laughs> Michael, if you're listening, I love you. Um, Here's the difference. And Michael is your husband, Michael's right? Michael's my okay, husband. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. Uh, yeah. No, Michael's my boyfriend. <laughs> um, uh, good example is if I, if it was a Funko Pop or uh a five terabyte super drive, which one do I think his eyes would light up over? Okay. He would say, oh, for cute about the... He'd be like, well, that's cute. Oh, <laughs> hi to the... Yeah. Awesome. When people walk into your home, can they immediately tell that you are yes. obsessed with Funko Pops? Yes. Okay. How are they in your home? Are they... They're on a bookshelf, um, basically, that is directly across from the front door. Okay. So it's immediately opens up and it looks you like your home might door. be a museum of Funko Pops. Yeah. And are they all together by genre or are they split up uh, like are all the star wars rebels ones together my star wars rebels ones are in a box oh no oh no so what's what's displayed and why right now my orphan black ones are displayed i have some marvel ones that are displayed i have my doctor who adipose <laughs> that's next to my other doctor who stuff so it really depends on where um, some of them are in with other types of collectibles. Okay. My Cowboy Bebop ones. Okay, cool. You know, like I, that's the thing is I tend to, I tend to collect stuff that like I love Cowboy Bebop. So the second I saw there were pops, I was like, whoa, whoa. I mean, yeah. I, that was one of those I went to, I was like. There aren't as many options to express your love for something like Cowboy exactly. Bebop. Exactly. Yeah. So those, those I got, those I made sure to display. Um, but I don't. I tend to just kind of, I, I just put them out because they all just make me happy. So I have my supernatural and I haven't really gone to all the trouble to categorize them. Okay. But they're just naturally where, just with the other relationships. I can see them okay. and they're with other ones that are like them in some way. Okay. So you're nice and relaxed about it. Yeah. Uh, if one of your Funko Pops came to life, would you be delighted, terrified, or both? Both. <laughs> what would your actual emotional process be? Like, you brought hair with you. I know the character means a lot to you. I would a great be like, character. what the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, um, because things coming to life, especially in doll form, never really seems to work out well for anyone. <laughs> so, but you love the character. And what if Hera's voice came out of there? Would you just, like, immediately smash it aside? Or would you try to chat with it to see if it was going to be an evil doll or maybe this was the I, first time I, the good living dolls i i yeah. honestly i don't know the idea is terrifying to me <laughs> um that, well that's kind of an answer yeah i mean it's no i'm really no <laughs> what were you gonna say you're really I, what i'm really like I, I, they're adorable but if it started talking to me then i'd be like where's the holy water and i'd be running out of the room <laughs> Okay, that this is good because this is why I ask these questions to see where the limits on the yeah, love no. are. No, it's great. They're great in the box. Okay, great. Now I'm gonna have nightmares of my Funko Pops <laughs> coming to life. But fun nightmares. Uh, would you wear a suit of armor made entirely out of Funko Pops? Yes, and <laughs> be amazing. In the box, would you like to be all in the box? I would love to. There's a thing where you can go, and I think at, at the cons where you can get your picture taken in a, fun, in a, in a Funko box. I know you oh, can get yeah. your picture taken as an action figure, but I think you can also do it with Funko Pop. Yeah, I think there was one at uh, San Diego Comic Con totally at the would Funko Pop booth. Cool. Okay. Would you ever want to cosplay at San Diego Comic Con? Imagine that it could be comfortable because almost any cosplay yeah, no, is, yeah. is physically uncomfortable, so that's too easy of an answer. But if somebody made you like, I don't know, like a vest or something yeah. where they were just all like covering you. Oh, yeah. Would, yeah. Because you're happy to engage with other people about oh, them. Absolutely. Like if some if people were stopping you every other foot to be like, "What Cowboy Bebop?" You would be interested I in having that totally, conversation. I would totally dig it, but I yeah, up to a point. Then I'd have uh, to take it off because I can only interact with people for so long. <laughs> okay, so you would put it on as sort of like a talk to me, don't talk to me button. Right. Okay. Yes. Excellent. That'd be a great little. Now you can talk to me. 
Okay, so this this question is going to, uh, I think, uh, be interesting on your want versus need line that you have. <laughs> if a glowing portal appeared in thin air and someone told you that an exclusive Funko Pop that you really wanted was in there, would you reach your hand into the portal and just trust? I like how a Funko Pop coming to life terrifies me, but I'm actually considering the portal thing. <laughs> um... oh, that is an interesting uh, psychological divide. So yeah, so a glowing portal pops up. It that really... Finn and Phasma, uh, you know, two packs is in there allegedly. You can't see it. Would you take the risk of putting your hand into a mystery? It would portal? really depend on who it was trying to get me to put my hand in the portal. Okay, okay. Let's say for argument and for fun that it's me. Okay. And we'll try see what your level of trust, trust is for you, me. So I okay. would. <laughs> Good. Because I can't figure. Here's the thing. I. See, like if it was the emperor, like you know, <laughs> hi, we don't put our hand in the portal. Yeah. But, uh, but if it's somebody that I know, yeah. Yeah. Because then I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, if I know someone well enough to know that they wouldn't put me in danger. Right. But if it was a total stranger, yeah. I'd be like, that's nice. Okay. I'll tell you what, you put your arm in there. <laughs> <laughs> and be me, I'd be like, you first. Okay. And if they pulled out a Funko Pop, would you trust it then? Yeah. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Probably. I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> wait uh-huh. a minute. Good. Now I'm really learning some stuff about where your lines are. <laughs> Coming to life, not okay. Mystery portal. Maybe. You can work with. All right. If aliens were coming to Earth and you were appointed to greet them, mm-hmm. would you present them with a Funko Pop? Like, would that be my first thought to present to them? Well, you have great love for them. They bring you joy. Would it be the kind of thing that you think this is a I good probably, representation of humanity? No, because I don't think they're a good representation of humanity. I think that it would make them think that people were small and had big heads. <laughs> well, so. what if they? What if the aliens? You meet them, and the aliens are like, "We would like to see some of your culture." Do you think they're a good representation of our culture? Because th- it is a part of our culture that, that we want to make I weird versions of things. ourselves. It would be among the things. Okay. What else, what would have to be there to balance out giving aliens a Funko Pop? <laughs> um, I think I'd have to, I think that I would just have to make sure that I was showing them the best part of people. Yeah. So while Funko Pops are very cute and part of our culture, yeah, I would want them to be more, I would want them to see more reality than okay. fantasy. Okay. So would you want to show them or teach them the reality that you talked eloquently about of the business model of Funko Pops. I say, no, no, this looks cute and small, but let me tell you the business model no, behind no, it. No, That's no, what no, he, no, we no, humans no, are no, capable no. of. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure that if I, well, I mean, my go- my only goal for dealing with an alien civilization would really be <laughs> to get on their good side. Okay, so you want to charm them. I would want to charm them. Okay, so, so you bring them like uh, pizza. Maybe. Yeah. A pizza and in, what? In and some out. Shakespeare? Some in and out burgers. He was the best of us. Here is Macbeth in an in and out burger. Yes. Go for it, Go aliens. for it. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that I think that there's again, I think that I'm just one of those people though. I happen to think that while something's very cute, I do think that the actual coolness of people was gonna have to, you know. If, yes. I, if I'm going to try and bridge a gap with me and, you know, aliens in the world, then I would rather they at least understood that we weren't this. Okay. <laughs> yes, these these might be very literal because aliens. Because I wouldn't want them to turn me into this. <laughs> you would not want to live life as a Funko Pop. No. But also, what if they were short and had big heads? Then absolutely I'd show them the Funko right, Pop. Right, because look, we already look, like your kind. You're cool. <laughs> we collect you. We yeah, well, that. that might not go over so yeah, well we, either. We take you out of the package, for sure. If they look like the aliens from Toy Story, absolutely. <laughs> if you went to pick up an exclusive Funko Pop that you had already purchased uh-huh. at a store, uh-huh. but there was a bear blocking the door, would you try to get around the bear to get no. your Funko Pop? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'd wait for the bear to leave. You would wait for the bear to leave. Yeah. What if the bear spoke to you and said, I'm not going anywhere. You have to get around me if you want the Funko Pop. I don't know why the bear talks that way, but it does. I would ask the bear why it won't just give me the Funko Pop. <laughs> so going back to what we talked about of your uh, dealings and negotiations <laughs> with people Absolutely. on social media. I, it has more to do with, I mean, if a bear is going to talk to me, then I'm like, okay, so listen, I don't want it. anything. I don't want, you don't have to leave. <laughs> you can be in here and be chill. But like, I bought this thing and it's really cute and it's just that. And if you want, you can bring it to me. It's fine. 
Okay, so you... Oh, well, that would be good. You would negotiate with the bear to just go pick it up for you if yes. the bear's going to be difficult. Yes, why would I want to invade the bear's space? <laughs> if the bear the bear doesn't want their space invaded. But yeah. the, otherwise, I would say, I understand that you're here and you, you apparently have decided to take up residence. Um, I I would really like that thing. I paid for it. Yeah. And then the can bear, we work together? Can we work together? Yeah. And if the bear was like, no, then I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'm getting a refund. I'll find it later on eBay. <laughs> You'll find it on eBay. Not Fair enough. willing to go up against a bear. I think that that is a fine choice. Uh, bear versus eBay. Uh, eBay I'm not wins. willing to pre. I'm not willing to put myself in the way of bodily harm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm fascinated by that question. I asked everybody the bear question, and many people find a peaceful pacifism way <laughs> every once in a while i find somebody like me who's like i it's not about fighting it's not a, it's just when i get really obsessed my danger uh warning oh, yeah, brains turns off yeah and I, I would take dumb risks as obsessed as i am with anything yeah um i i i will admit that i uh i have a very keen sense of what is actually a life or death need <laughs> yes that's a so not willing to put myself yeah. right it's really do i want it yeah. Do I need? It? Am I gonna die without it? Yes. Is generally my want versus need right. question. Are you gonna? Oh, so <laughs> there are some fun pops you feel. Am I, I could die, without die. Well, you know, am I gonna die without it? If I if I if I walk away from this now, will I really be upset that I didn't get this? Yeah. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the time. I'll say no. But the 1% of the time where I'm like, I, I yeah. Makes it we more have special. A tr- I have a trick at cons that I do. What's this that? is one of the ways I maintain. Um, if I see something and I think it's really super cute, I'm like, okay, I'll take note of where it is. I'll walk around the whole con. Yeah. If I still remember that thing at the end of the day, yeah. I'll go back for it. Okay. But basically, if I forget about it, yeah, then, then it, can't it be that wasn't input. that important. Then oh, that goes back to what you're saying about uh, being susceptible to shiny. Yes. That's your shiny test. Yes. <laughs> nice. Why do you feel like you physically and we, I'll make that a we question. Why do we physically need to have the objects when we could just look at the pictures since we don't play with them? Because sometimes it's just, it's about the tangible factor. It's about the fact that, you know, you own it and it's a little thing. And so if you want to play with it, you can. You can't play with a picture. Yeah. So you just feel like it is the like the tactile, the human yes. need to to touch something. I think the it's about, I think it's about tactile, but also the 3D about it. Picture's cool. But the 3D aspect of it is what makes it really fun. Okay. And it's like a toy. Yeah. Well, do you ever play with them? Would you ever play with them? Would you ever say like, hey, Jupiter Ascending character, it's time to meet my Cowboy Bebop characters? Probably. I mean, it really depends. Honestly, it depends on if I have more than one. Okay. I'm one of those collectors who buys one to keep in the box and then one, if I really want it, I'll buy one to take out of the box. Okay. I will not take ones in the box out of the box. (laughs) Well, thank you. That makes me feel better about my own obsessions. No, no. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise can you make to sum up? (laughs) Nice. Nice. That's my noise. I ask everyone also to rate their own obsession. So on a scale of, let's just say, one to seven, uh, one being the lowest, seven That's being the highest. funny because my first thought was seven and I thought you were going to go one to ten. <laughs> uh, I would say a healthy five. A healthy five. Yeah. yeah. Now, what uh, what stops you from going lower or higher in your own estimation? Um, I think that higher means that I would that I would have to that it would cause me some financial stress, right? And lower because I'm willing to admit that I do have a Funko Pop problem, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I guess that makes sense that you are in the right, exact right, just above middle because you like them enough to need to be held back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't go too far, yeah. <laughs> exactly excellent that's a good one so uh we're gonna do some quick plugs and then we'll do our final question so where can people f- they can find you on social media you can find me pretty much anywhere okay um uh, as geek girl diva um even if you just look for geek girl diva on, on google i will come up you will pop up um you can search by my name but honestly you, re- geek girl diva is easier if they're trying to find articles like specifically articles that you've written on sci-fi or star wars.com they they search by your name um generally but also if you if you uh if you search for geek girl diva you'll find me on twitter which will then link you to the sites I write for. Okay. Um, but if you're looking for me to read stuff I write, just look up, look it up under Shana O'Neill. Okay, cool. And that's S-H-A-N-A 
Shayna. <laughs> Shayna. O'Neill. O apostrophe N E I L. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I'm Not do... too well. No A. <laughs> Excellent. Here's some quick plugs for this show. And then those final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host, Force Center. For info on my all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, here are the final questions. They're just weird questions. That's they don't have really anything to do with anything. impressive what you just did. What, say all the things? Yes. I read them. Does I don't have a memorized anything. I don't even think about doing all that. <laughs> what, doing? Plugs and stuff and having all that stuff. Wow, no wonder I'm so okay. <laughs> you are doing great. I have work to do. You have a big social media presence. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a big mouth, but anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll test that big mouth theory with these questions. Okay. Here's the first weird question. If you could shoot one of the following out of your hounds, what would it be? Acid or jazz? Acid the fluid, not the drug. Wait, wait. Out of my hands? Yeah. If one of the other was going to come out of your hands, uh, acid or jazz, which would you shoot out of your hands? Oh, jazz. <laughs> I like it when people answer these questions like they're dumb because they are. No, no. So now, what, are, are you a jazz fan? No, but I would much rather <laughs> I would much rather shoot music out of my hands than acid. I mean, at least one of the two of them would be would be more fun. Right. It would be more fun it, at it would be, parties. It'd be way more. It'd be way cooler at parties. But also, if you shoot acid out of your hands, then there's a sh- there's a chance you could do it on accident and hurt yourself. Right. Okay. <laughs> Bad idea, bad so out idea. of self-preservation. you just like go scratch your eye and all of a sudden... And suddenly you know, just acid in your eye. Not yeah. In, if you shoot jazz in your eye, so be it. So be it. A big horn solo you in your eye. Fine. <laughs> so be it. All right. Here's the next question. If you could be an Olympic champion at anything, what would you want to be an Olympic champion of? <sighs> That's such a good question. <laughs> what went through my mind was luge. Luge. Um, yeah, I think luge is so cool. So, is it the speed? Are you a racing fan? I am, but I'm also. Uh, see, the thing is, is that it would really have to do with the fact of obviously physical ability. Um, I think something speedster, like okay, luge or skeleton, would be terrifying but fun. Yeah. Um, would you want to be a speedster if it, if you had superpowers? Is that the one you gravitate towards? Uh. No, I just like the idea of going really fast. I like <laughs> that seems my like goals. Yes. My goals in life before I die, I want to go 200 miles an hour in a race car. Okay, and I want to go Mach Mach one in a jet. Okay, that would seem like a big yes to speed. Yeah, yeah. So if you but could like, be an Olympic like, champion of just going fast, yeah. Like I would, I, I think there's something really cool about it, and it would, and it scares me, but I still love the idea. But I'd love, I'd love to drive. A dragster. Yeah. Wow. Now, do you have a sense of why why that is? If that is a sense of because you enjoy life when you feel like you're uh, in a good place of forward movement I, and energy? Maybe. I really like driving. Um, but I think that also there's a, there's a level of skill and concentration involved. Okay. Yeah. But I also wouldn't mind being a passenger. Okay. Like, it's just, like, fun. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, maybe you've already answered this question, but the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? What's happiness? For me, I think happiness is harmony. When people are just really, like, when I can just be with people and they're being, and they can be the best of who they are. Yeah. Like, that really jazzes me up. Um one of the things I really like doing that I tend to do is if people have things they want to do or career goals or things they want to try or whatever, generally my first response is to try and figure out a way to help them do that. Cool. So like if, if and if there's a way I know someone who does that, then I'm like, I might be able to do something about that. So okay. I've done that where I like to, I love connecting people to stuff they want to do. Yeah. And I think part of the fun of that is just, it's going to make someone else smile. Yeah. So to me, happiness is really just being able to make other people like happy. To continue the generation of happiness in the world. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Because there's, if you can, whether it's, whether it's making a, a baby smile or it's like giving somebody a gift that, 
reminds them of something that makes them happy. Yeah. It's just the idea of what really makes me happy is is generating happiness for other people. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. So, like, that's, to me, it's about, you know, people, I think that, yeah, generosity makes me happy. Like, true generosity. People just doing, like, it was funny, I thought you were going to say to me if you had bought this really exclusive Funko Pop and then somebody else wanted it. Oh, wow. And yeah. I probably, depending on who and why, I probably would give it to them. It's because in it, you would still get the, the joy of me even finding it, that moment of uh, purchasing it, but I then you would that, pass on also, the joy to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, like, what, okay, it makes me happy, but, like, let's say it was, you know, what if what if I got this hair up Funko Pop and then there was, like, a little, like, six-year-old girl yeah. who just idolized Hera, Yeah. who just thought it was the neatest thing ever? I would hand it off. Oh, that's really good to know. And uh, if there's a six-year-old girl listening to this episode of Obsessed. <laughs> like I would hand it off. Because to me, what they get out of it, and also because when I was six years old, or when I was nine years old, when I saw Star Wars, and then like I didn't think, for a long time, I didn't think that other girls like Star Wars. Yeah. So if some girl had come to me and been like, hey, yeah, this is a cool thing, and you could like this too, then that would that really be small moment of generosity and happiness opens up this whole door, this yeah. whole life and possibility of happiness. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here's the noise I make when I see my Spike Spiegel Cowboy Bebop Funko Pop. Hee <laughs>